Hello, Jo Hitta Joshua Winter, and welcome back to another episode of the Burning Life Youth Podcast. If you understood what I said in the beginning, then you will have an idea of where today's guest is from. If you don't know what I just said, let me introduce you to today's guest. His whole life he's had to brave the icy cold conditions of Stockholm, Sweden. But when it does warm up, he goes outside and takes award-winning photos. This is Hannes Berlin. Hello Hannes, um, it's good to have you on the podcast and it's good to have you, well it's good to have someone who is not a South African, um, someone who's actually from <laughs> the polar opposite of our country. Yeah, well, um, I think it's winter time in Sweden now and currently in South Africa. I'm sitting here in my chair in like 38 degrees weather and it is horrible. So uh, how's the weather doing oh. in Sweden? <laughs> uh, hi, thanks for having me on. Um, I Well, it's a lot of snow. It's actually like we got a uh, really heavy uh, snowfall last night and... Um, it's um it's really cold as well it's uh, below well below freezing and uh gushing winds sure okay. so it's 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 pretty awful sure so it is it's yeah the heat is awful here the cold is awful there <laughs> yeah quite opposite <laughs> you know, uh, i've actually like so it snowed this year where i live and it snowed in 2012 but by the time the snow hit the ground, it had already melted. So I've technically never oh. seen proper snow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, pretty much a daily occurrence up here. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, besides the weather, um, <laughs> tell me, how did you get into birding? Because, um, yeah, it's a question I ask all my guests because I find it quite interesting because everybody seems to have a different path into birding. Mm. Um, well, uh, I think it um, started with my grandfather. Um, he was um, always into birding, and wh- wherever we went, he he would always have like uh, binoculars with him. Um, whether we were on a bike ride or going somewhere with the car, he would always have binoculars with him, just scouting for birds in the area. And uh, I think that's how I got into it originally. Uh, I was like five years old, I think. My earliest memories uh, going like on small little birding trips with him. And um, uh, my dad was also into photographing birds a little bit. Just like taking his camera out, photographing whatever he could see and find. Um, so it was from quite an early age, um, okay. I got into it. Sure. Yeah. Cause, uh, that's, that's quite different to what I hear from some people. Normally they start, you know, around about high school, not, not as early as five. Mm. <laughs> so that's quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's like always been there in the background. Um, yes. like whenever we were on family trips or something, just looking for birds wherever we went yeah 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 it's a it's a very relaxing thing to do i find whenever i need a break from yeah studying or something i, I go birding and yeah it's it's like absolutely a, a tension releaser if you want to put it that way 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I, what I like about it, it's, it's that it's just getting me outside, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And you get to go explore places and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a that's another fun part I find of uh, I find with birding is discovering new places that you haven't been to. And I don't know. I yeah, feel like yeah. I'm quite. I enjoy exploring things, you know. So birding allows me to do that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then. Tell us a little bit about the birds and wildlife in Sweden, because when most people think of Sweden, we think about Avicii, Ebba, PewDiePie, and that climate change girl, uh, <laughs> Greta Thunberg, that's her name. So yeah, tell us... Oh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, tell us what well, else Sweden has to offer in terms of wildlife and well, birding. Um, we have... Uh, well, I mean, parts of the stereotypes are pretty correct i would say <laughs> we have a lot of cold weather and a lot of darkness <laughs> um this during the winter time the sun is only up for about like six hours barely I'm all um, yeah so the wildlife we do have tend to be pretty shy and uh especially in the winter time all i mean most of the birds just uh well flee the country and migrate to south africa <laughs> yeah as some, um, some actually do <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, ospreys do, I think. Yeah, yeah, we get them here. Some yeah. of your sandpipers do, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a lot some of, of your plovers. Wader birds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, during the summer and springtime, we have uh, a lot of that, like mm. wader birds and waterfowl, uh, a lot of stuff like that that you can find uh, along the coast. Mm. Um, you can't during the winter time, unfortunately. Um, okay. So that's why I tend to uh, focus on finding and photographing uh, those types of birds during the during the summer when they're actually here. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and and in in winter, what do you have left there? Um, <laughs> uh, we do have. Um, some birds that stayed during the cold i mean like uh, just different types of songbirds and uh owls especially they don't mind the cold uh they, they stay here uh, so i tend to uh, focus on like uh, finding owls during the winter that's when they're the most active as well um or well you have an easier time finding them um uh, during winter and uh, uh, yeah I think owls mainly <laughs> during owls winter mainly. there's not much okay. else really to look for okay sure and on terms of the in, in terms of the mammal side what do you what do you find in Sweden is it the typical European mammal species anything out of the ordinary uh, basically all mammals that resides in Europe we have in Sweden like okay. uh, wolf wolves bears different mm. types of deer um, moose we have a lot of moose like I, <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure we are we're the country with or the most densely populated country when it comes to moose sure uh, I'm pretty sure of it at least um, so we have a lot of that sure. um, okay. uh, and um, yeah, wolves and bears and lynx uh, too. Actually, oh, oh, yeah. well, the European lynx, um, mm. although they they are like far up north, okay. and uh, 
I've tried finding them before, but it's uh, hopeless. <laughs> it's hopeless. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know I'm, that I'm pretty sure I'll never succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get them one day. One day you'll just be... I hope so too. Yeah, you won't even expect it. You'll just be walking and it'll dash in front of you and it'll be only yeah, 15 that... or something. <laughs> that's what I fear as well. Like that's yeah. going to be my only encounter with one in my entire life. Like yeah. I'll just see one walking by on the road and I, that's it. It's gone. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, Yeah. The the moose, I don't know. I've always seen photos of moose and uh, thought they were so big and like yo, I'd be scared if they come take me out or something you know yeah. me over. <laughs> does that happen oh yeah <laughs> I, that has happened it has happened I mean I've I've been in the forest uh, so many times and mm. uh, whenever I do encounter a moose it's always like uh, well the heart starts pounding for sure yes yeah it's just yeah. I mean they're unbelievably big Mm. It's a different feeling to see them in person. Yeah, They're really sure. impressive animals, and yeah, yeah uh, you do you do get scared a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it's quite similar to giraffes. I mean, here, even though giraffes look yeah. very nice in that, I think it was, yeah. I think it was earlier this year or last year, some someone was killed by a giraffe. Oh wow! I mean, you wouldn't expect it, but you know it does happen. No, and then there's videos of. Um, uh, male giraffes chasing safari vehicles and ew, wow it, it's it's weird because the giraffe is running so fast but because his legs are so long looks like he's running in slow motion um, yeah right <laughs> yeah because the steps are so big <laughs> yeah yeah well i wouldn't yeah. think of giraffes just like an animal that would uh, um, kill humans really yeah i mean i've had one come for me before and it had a it had a uh, a baby with it and you oh, know, right. I normally just walk right past them, even if they've got a baby and they don't, they're not mm. too bothered. But then yeah. I was walking towards it and it started walking towards me. So I just went the opposite direction, stayed very calm mm. and yeah, <laughs> just yeah. carried on. Did not bother it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. This It's pretty much the same with moose. Like whenever mm. you encounter one, just try not to look directly at it and just yeah. kind of try to walk away. Yeah. Um, but they aren't, I mean, they are a bit aggressive, mm. um, but they won't, like, go after you unless yes. you give them a reason to. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's like most animals. They, they're not dangerous and yeah, just provoked. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you, you do a lot of photography. Um, how did you get into photography? Um, that comes mainly from my dad, I think. Uh, he bought his first camera um, mm. just for as like a, a hobby thing. Um, uh, whenever we were out with the family, he, he just wanted uh, something he could take pictures of us with. Okay. Um, so he bought he bought a camera and uh, just uh, started to get more into it. I think that was like 2012. Sure. I think okay. I was like I think I was six years old. Something like that. Sure. So you started um, photography when you were six. Uh, yeah, basically. Sure. Okay. He uh, and he started uh, once he got really into it. A couple of years mm. later, he he taught me how to use it, and I um he started to allow me to borrow it and like 
just go on walks with him photographing flowers and just landscapes all kinds of things really okay. um so he he really got me into it and uh it kind of uh spiraled from there really yes yeah yeah sure that's that's quite incredible because yeah my with my camera in i think for christmas in grade eight i asked for a camera mm. and my parents told me why do you want a camera what are you ever going to do with it <laughs> And I, now I tell them now, look, um, yeah, see, yeah. you made the right decision by buying me one. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it paid off. Um, and Definitely. Hannes, you, you are by far probably the best youth wildlife photographer I have ever seen. You, We've got a lot of wow. good ones in South Africa, but your photos are like, you know, out of, out of this earth, you know. Um, Wow, thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, just looking at your portfolio here on your website, is, there's some incredible stuff on here. I especially like this Thanks. one on, I think it's the red squirrel. Um, mm, right. Yes, on the branch. Yeah, that, that's my favorite one. It's got a lot of thank character you, to you. it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I photographed that one just uh, um, uh, in my local forest, just uh, like a few kilometers away. Okay. Um, during the autumn, they tend to uh, get really active in the area, just okay. uh, preparing for winter. So that's usually the time where I try to find squirrels to photograph. Okay, I'm assuming yeah. they hibernate in the winter. Yeah, uh, I or do they? I think they do. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or at yeah. least I know they like prepare big like mm. um, storages of like food. Yes. Uh, that they bury in like uh, beneath trees or stuff like that. Okay. And do you watch Morton Hilmer at all? Uh, I do. <laughs> you do? Because yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I think yeah. every bird and wildlife photographer do, or at least knows yeah. his name. Yeah, I, I don't think many people watch him in South Africa, but yeah, I, I can definitely do, do you take inspiration from him because your photos remind me a lot of his. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, Thank they you. do. Wow, that's a compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I started watching him, mm. uh, like when he, uh, for started making his first videos. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I, I, and already then I was quite into uh, photography. Yeah. And um. So yeah, I've, I've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from him, and um. Yeah, I mean, he's an awesome guy. And, yeah, uh, he he does seem really cool. Yeah, uh, he he's. He, yeah, and he lives in uh, not very far from me, yeah, uh, in, or just, in the neighboring country, just across the ocean. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what would your tips be for young photographers who are trying to improve their photos, their wildlife photos? What would you say to them to help them improve? Wow, uh, I mean, there's a lot you can do, really. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I started young. That's always helpful, mm, <laughs> so that yeah, you have that a, a, lot, a lot of time to grow. Um, uh, but if you're like uh, a bit older and just getting into it, uh, I would say, or I mean, no matter your age, really, I would mm. say, um, just get a camera and go out just locally and uh, try to photograph whatever you can find. And just experiment a lot with different compositions and uh, just settings within the camera 
because I mean it's of I mean of course it's incredibly important to have uh, good control of and to really mm. know your camera um, and to know where all the buttons are and like understand the settings and what they do um, because I mean especially in bird photography it's so important to be quick uh, and for have things go easy with the camera um, and to be ready when uh, something really fast happens because it happens a lot where just moments you're not prepared for where a bird flies across uh, flies across you and you you're just not prepared in those cases you need to be um, ready and know where all the buttons are so that things can go fast and you can get the picture um, so I would say first of all get a camera and get used to it uh, get used to taking pictures and understand the camera and what it does and how to use it um, and just trial and error really mm. um, like the basis to all things you want to get good at just try and fail and fail again <laughs> and uh, take as many pictures as you can yeah, yeah that's what I would say probably yeah that, that's great advice because yeah you, you really do need to know your the settings on your camera really well to get good photos and especially in situations yeah, where the action happens quickly, you know. Um, precisely, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, where I found most difficult as well when I started was mm. just like panicking whenever I got really excited in a moment. And I was like, yeah. oh, where's that button? <laughs> yeah. Um, it stresses um, you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely really important. Mm. And I also find that like... On a typical day, I'll probably take 400, 500 photos if I go out birding the whole day. You know, depending on what mm. I see. And I might yeah. use one of them. Um, very yeah, fre- yeah. very infrequently do I use, like, more than three, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. It, it comes down to... I mean, to, I... Uh, yeah. I mean, I... When I started, at least, I used... Uh, I used to save a lot of the pictures I took because I mm. didn't really know what separated a good photo from a bad one. Mm. Um, but that's just a part of the learning curve, really. Um, yes. Like everything. But uh, now when I go out, I either come home with... I mean, I try to take just as many pictures as I can, no yeah. matter if I think initially if it's a good one or a bad one, I just take it mm. because then at least I have it and I yeah. can look at it and think, oh, what do I need to improve mm. to make this shot better? Yeah. Um, and I can kind of think about that, and that that makes you kind of start to understand how a good photo is made yeah. and uh, what a good photo consists of, like lighting, for instance, or mm. composition, just stuff you need to think about that are the basis of a good photo. Yeah. Um, uh, so just... Uh, but I, I, I come home with, I mean, say a good day, uh, I come home with probably about yeah, everything between 500 to 1,200 shots. Sure. Something like that. And I, and I keep like, I don't know, say I keep five to ten pictures for every thousand raw files. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, it, of course, it's not, a, it's not a lot that survives. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, 
Unfortunately, not every photo can be an award-winning photo. <laughs> exactly, unfortunately. Yeah. Did, did you I'd say probably between those photos I save, mm. I would say I take about maybe two or three images a year that I'm really proud of. Yeah, yeah, same. It's it's very yeah. infrequently do I take the photo and go, oh, that, that one is like, you know, one of the best yeah. photos I've ever taken. It hardly ever happens. Um, yeah. 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 I think last time I took, uh, I took a picture that I, that I like really, that I was like almost impressed with mm. was like uh, this January, I think, okay. the beginning of this year. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely not a hobby where you go away with results you enjoy all the time. Yeah, yeah. And yes, speaking of impressive photos, I was telling you earlier that five minutes before you you jumped on the call, we I was searched your website uh, just to have it open, <laughs> and then I discovered that um, we won the same photography award, which is quite yeah. <laughs> quite a coincidence. That's, that's yeah, hilarious. So, so you won your, your you had I think it was three photos highly commended in the story yeah. of survivals I think it was Wildlife Vets International right um, yeah yeah photo the 2022 photo competition and then right. I had one of my photos as highly commended in the 2021 competition I didn't enter the 2022 the competition yeah. but yeah it was the previous year yeah yeah so it was. I thought that was quite funny to see. I didn't ever think I'd yeah. be interviewing someone who's got the same award as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. And I see you do a lot of portrait photography. Is that something you also really enjoy? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I uh, I mean, uh, that's one of the things that uh, my dad used to do a lot as well. Just taking portraits. Okay portraits of uh, like uh, us in the family and mm. uh, uh, I, I thought that was pretty fun and it's also like a way um, for me to kind of try to make more money from my photography yeah, nowadays yeah. Uh, because I like uh, people can hire me to take portraits and stuff mm. like that um, so that it's uh, it's I would say it's mainly for that reason uh, that I do uh, a lot of portraits as well but okay. it's also really fun to yes, like yeah. have subjects that you can talk to. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and uh, I'm sure. it's a lot easier as well. Mm. You can tell them how to pose and where to stand, and <laughs> yeah, you can't do that with birds. Yeah, so that's why I think bird photography is one of the most difficult forms of photography, is because your I subjects. I completely agree. Yeah, your subjects normally the size of your hand, and yeah, and it's not sitting still, and then. It, flies into the shade and yeah yeah it requires a lot of skill and yeah you can only really learn that skill over time yeah and patience as well mm, yeah I, I i mean i i've can't really tell you how many times i've just been sitting out in the cold in the snow mm. for hours on end and just getting nothing yeah yeah um so it's a really um but when when something does happen, it becomes really exciting, or twice yeah. as exciting. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's very very rewarding once you get yeah. something. Yeah, it's worth the the long wait. Yeah. yeah. 
And what would you say is your favorite place to go birding in Sweden? Uh, good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a, I have a lot of places that I mm. I like to go to. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, it, I think it it really depends on what season it is, whether it's summer mm. or winter, especially. Okay. Um, because in the summer I have a lot more places I, want, I, I like or hot spots I tend to go to. Yes. Um, but there is one. Uh, I mean, I spend a lot of time in my local forest as well. I think that's okay. probably one of my favorite places, just okay. uh, because of the accessibility and. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'd say my local forest. I mean, I take pictures of squirrels, mm. songbirds. Um, deer just anything i can find there um yeah i'd say my local forest probably just sure, because of how easy it is to get there and the i know i can get good results there mm, yeah um but uh, in the in, in the winter time i would say i have a place um out in i mean start, uh, my city that i live in stockholm yeah, it's uh, it consists of uh, all these small little islands. It's like an, an, an what do you call it? Uh, an archipelago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you can travel uh, to some of these islands. And uh, I found that one of these um, islands, it's called Ingarö. And uh, during winter, uh, there's uh, that 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 place becomes kind of like a hotspot for great gray owls. Okay. Um, so I tend to go there from like November to February or March and just look for owls um, because it's a really condensed area. Um, okay. So it's really easy to look for them as well there because it's a small place. Yes, yeah. And, um, uh, and I know I can like uh, pretty safely get images there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's... And that's, that's probably where I've yeah. gotten some of my favorite images as well. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I wish that's the one thing South Africa doesn't have. We don't really have islands. Like, uh, mm. there's literally, I think there's literally one, and then the rest are like, they're called islands, but they're really just rocks out in the ocean. Because um, <laughs> I feel like photography might be a little bit easier to on an island because you know what's going to be there, you know. Um, and if something's living there, mm. it's not going to be anywhere else, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's got its nest there, it, it well. If anything's got, if if there's a nest anywhere, the bird will be there. But on an island, yeah, you yeah. know, it it's guaranteed almost. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we we get a lot we get a lot of uh, osprey nests uh, yeah. out in the archipelago as well. Okay. So it's a really good place for that kind of that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, you can take pictures of uh, ospreys diving for fish. And... Oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. The, the the osprey photos I see on Facebook and on Instagram, I, I wish I had some that like that look like <laughs> those people. You know that when like they've just come out of the water with their fish in their yeah. talons, and yeah, oh, those are so yeah. cool. <laughs> That's uh, definitely a type of picture I'm looking to get. I haven't yeah. though, unfortunately, yet. Yeah, and this is a bit off topic, but do you get? Um, narwhals and uh, belugas in Stockholm. Um, oh, 
I think this summer we had like a sighting of. I think there was a beluga okay. out, uh, pretty far out in the archipelago. Okay. I'm not sure though. It could be. It could have been something else. Um, okay. No, I'm sorry. It was a killer whale. Oh, it was oh. a killer whale. We yeah. don't get those either much. Oh yeah, South Africa's got um, um, a famed pair of killer whales. They they like to kill our great white sharks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, ports and starboard. Like Great whites. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you seen? That's um, really cool. Do you know Bertie Gregory? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the latest show on Disney Plus he did. Yeah, yeah, yo, those killer whales were crazy. Yeah, the I saw B1, that episode. It was yeah. wild. Yeah, the B one killer whales. whales. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're fascinating animals. And when he sticks the microphone in the water yeah. and you hear them like talking to each other oh, oh they're, they're right. so vocal yeah, yeah. <laughs> they it's amazing how yeah. smart they are as well yeah and i mean he his photo of them i think he'd won wildlife photo of the year this year oh yeah yeah, yeah. of them right. wave watching the seal yeah i mean that, that's yeah. crazy but anyways yeah I, w- I wanted to ask about belugas because in 2019 the mm. u.s army or the u.s navy whatever they call themselves they found a yeah. Beluga with a Russian harness on it and oh, wow. cameras or something to spy on the US Navy submarines or something like that. It was the most what? bizarre thing I had ever read. But apparently, oh my the God. Russians have been capturing belugas, putting harnesses on them and like trackers and spy cameras and whatever, and spying on the US since the Cold War. What? So, yeah. It, oh my God. It, Jesus. It's a crazy thought. <laughs> That's <laughs> sounds like a conspiracy to me, but if it's true, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, apparently they caught That's one. That's awful. Yeah, it's wow. definitely oh not everything you, not something you would expect to hear. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's unexpected. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I to answer your question, I don't really, I I don't think we've had either belugas or narwhals over here. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, they're really beautiful yeah. animals, though. Yeah, yeah, they they do look really beautiful. I, I mean, I'd love to see a narwhal with that long, yeah, long. What is it? Uh, is it one of its teeth? No, I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. I'm not sure either. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And wait, in, yeah, in cool. Sweden, you've got Lapland, right? Is it? Cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah this, it's uh, it's uh, like split into. Yeah, it, like oh, the sorry, Santa Claus lives. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Santa, um, I mean, in Sweden, we say he lives uh, up in the North Pole. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a regional thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, we, we also say he lives in the North Pole. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, Lapland, it's, uh, or Lapland, it's yeah. uh, split into... Um, I mean, it's a really huge part of um, of, of the country, but it's uh, it's it goes across the border to Finland as well. Okay. Uh, so there's a Finnish, there's a Finnish Lapland, and there's a Swedish Lapland. Okay. Um, I haven't been up there that much though, okay. but I would really love to be up there more. Really? Uh, it's an amazing place. Okay. And ha- have you had? It's reindeer? a lot colder up there though. Yeah. Have you had reindeer meat? 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Lots what, of is, times. what is that like? Because I think it's a, in South Africa, reindeer meat sounds like a, a foreign delicacy to us. <laughs> um, right. Well, you don't, I suppose you don't get them that much. No, then. no, not at all. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a really, like, what do you say? Tender meat, okay. I guess you could say. Okay. Um, it's a, a really, it's really rich as well. Uh, okay. it, it tastes really good. Uh, it's kind of like, um, have you ever had bison? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, it's kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I'd say it's really like uh, tender. It's only it, it almost melts in your mouth a little bit. Sure. Okay. Um, it, it's really good. Sure. Okay. We have it a lot up here. A lot. Because, yeah, I feel like whenever I watch a video of someone who's gone to Sweden, they're always eating reindeer meat, you know, just to... Because you don't really get it anywhere yeah. else besides Scandinavia, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's because we have so much of them up here. Yeah, But, yeah. Um, I mean, in supermarkets, they sell, like, uh, uh, reindeer sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> um, in little plastic bags. It's like... Yeah, it's two slices of bread, uh, a bit of butter, and a piece of reindeer meat. Oh, sure, okay. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you can just buy it as a piece of snack. Sure, okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, it's, we, we've, you've, hmm, I've lost my words here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, th thanks for coming That's on the fine. podcast, Hannes. Um, it's been really interesting to talk to someone who is not from South Africa, and yeah, hopefully you Likewise, come back on in the future. Really interesting talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love the, to. The different yeah, countries are interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you for coming on, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's great to talk to you. <laughs>